Episode 112, Flames Burning Bright. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. Are we having technical difficulties? Nope. Okay, just checking. Every once in a while, we start to get on the air, and Tony starts filling with all the buttons, so I get... I get nervous because we did have that one episode very early on where we recorded the whole thing and lost it all. And with about 30 seconds to go, we were just wrapping up and doing the love you guys. And all of a sudden Tony says some choice words into the microphone and I look at him and he's like, it's gone. <laughs> it was all gone. It was gone. And so instead of just automatically re recording, we spent two hours trying to figure out how to find it. Never and then did. still had to re-record it. So. Yeah. So welcome, you guys. Quick notes before we get going. If you want to call us with any of your comments, thoughts, questions, we'd love to hear some. We haven't heard any in a while, so we'd love to have them. 858-876-5663. If you want to email us, you can just hit us up at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. That'll come to both Elisa and I. And uh, we both read them and we answer them depending on who should answer them. So please don't hesitate to email us. Let us know what's happening in your lives. Good, bad, indifferent. You know, we'd love to hear it all. And uh, just truly blessed to be able to help you out in any way that we can. Please be forewarned though. We shoot straight just like we shoot on this podcast. So we're not going to fluff it and make it you all feel happy and pretty and nice. You know, we, we get some tough, we get some tough emails and, um, we're going to tell you straight. We are going to tell you straight. And it's interesting because I was having a conversation, um, with a woman this past week and, and, you know, just talking about that, um, talking about the fact that, you know, we don't mince words. It, it is what it is. And if you ask our opinion, you're going to get it. Um, and it's really, you know, that straight shooting, um, whether you get the opportunity to talk to us face and fa face to face, or you're, you know, listening to us on the air, or you send us a message or whatever. Um, it's amazing how that breaks down the walls. And this is just a slight digression um, because we've just seen it play out so much in our lives this past mm -hmm. week. Just that, we've talked time and time and time again, and we will continue to talk about this um, until you guys might be blue in the ears um, about listening. <laughs> little play on the blue in the face, but it's taken off those masks, folks. Um, I had a conversation with a girlfriend um, this week and Tony had a conversation with some of the, the families that our kids run around with. And, and because they know where we, where we're coming from and, and who we are and that, what you see is what you get. People are, people are letting down their walls and they're taking off those masks and they are just sharing their lives. Yeah. And they're learning through interactions with us. And, and I'm sure interactions with a lot of you, because I know a lot of you just with what you've shared with us over the, you know, the last two years of podcasting, you are taking off your masks. Mm -hmm. And so it's creating a sense of community out there that I think a lot of people have lost. You know, when I was talking to this friend um, this past week, and we're just sharing some struggles that our children have. And, you know, when I was able to tell her, hey, we've, we've been through that. 
we've dealt with it. It's not easy. Sometimes you need to seek outside help because sometimes as parents, we can't fix it. Right. Sometimes it requires a third party, be that a doctor or a counselor or somebody to be that, to be that other person in the equation. And it doesn't mean that you're any less of a parent. It doesn't mean that there's something, you know, fatally flawed in your children. It's just sometimes we need help and it's okay to say so. And so I had that conversation earlier in the day, one day this week. And then later in the day, Tony was having, you know, just some more in-depth conversations with some of the other couples that we're uh, friends with to the point where they're just comfortable sharing what's going on in their lives. Right. You know, and it gets to be kind of funny because people find out we do a podcast on marriage and within about 30 seconds of finding that out, we're getting their whole sex life. What's going on in their marriage, the good, the bad, the ugly. And, and so we love, we love that interaction. Mm-hmm. We love that we can be that, that safe place where there is no judgment. You know, we're not sitting there going, oh, that's what's going on. You know, and then all of a sudden they shut down because they feel like we're not safe. Right. And so I would just encourage you um, in your interactions with people to take off those masks and to encourage them to take off their masks, to, to be that empathetic ear that can relate to what they're going through. Or if you haven't been down the road that they're traveling, say so. Don't, don't fake it. Don't say, I understand. Say, you know what? I haven't been there. But I can imagine it feels like X, Y, Z. Right. And for all of you, uh, some good news too. I'm, I'm going to put this out here real quick. Good news. Stitcher Radio, I'll put a link to that. For those of you who want to get us other than downloading onto I, uh, from iTunes and onto your podcast, you can now find us on Stitcher Radio. Can I, put, can I just say something about that? Yes. I love Stitcher Radio. Tony has been trying to get me to you know, download the pod, all these different podcasts. Stitcher makes it so easy that I'm like, I keep coming home. I'm like, so I listen to this podcast and I can just see him roll his eyes going, I've been trying to get you to do that for six months now or a year. So definitely we'll check us out on Stitcher. Yeah. Yep. And here's the big one, big drum roll. Da, 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 da. For all of you who've been asking, we finally, finally put strip down 13 keys unlocking intimacy in your marriage on Kindle. Yay! So, you can now get it on Kindle. I will have a link there at the bottom of this podcast and further podcasts where you can get it. It's nine ninety nine through um, the Kindle store. So grab it, share it with your friends, and uh, enjoy. Implement what we share in there in your own marriage because it has impacted many marriages, and we see them at our own church. You know, and we have couples that are already waiting to get into our next small group study when we do strip down again this summer. And I do have to say, and it ties in very much to the sermon that we heard this weekend, um, it's not enough to just know what's in the book. Like, we're thrilled that so many of you have read it. Um, Our sermon today was about actually doing, Mm -hmm. taking whatever knowledge you've been given. Um, Specifically, our sermon dealt with, you know, the apostles, the disciples being sent out to go and spread the message. Um, The same thing with Stripped Down. After you've read it, or you've chosen the chapters that apply to your marriage, do something. Right. Don't, don't just, I mean, we love being your coffee table book, but we don't want to be your coffee table book. We want to be the book that you go to when you're like, oh yeah, what did they say about financial intimacy? 
what did they say about, you know, change of scenery or dress it up? Or the conversation I had this week with um, a couple was, you know, from the top down. Because they were talking about how a lot of, of what's happening in this season of life is just a lot of different stuff. And I just shared with them, you know, from the top down. Let's put God first. Mm-hmm. First and foremost is God. Our relationship with our spouse, then our kids, our work, and other activities. And when I said that, it was sort of like a, oh, you know what? We are upside down right now. It's a crazy time of life that's happening. And I just suggested it's like, hey, you know, we all go through these crazy times. You guys have heard us talk many a times of when we're just running around crazy. But I said, you know what? We go through them. We connect, we communicate, we look at where we're at, you know, right down where you're at, not what you think your spouse wants to hear or what you really want to hear, but be truthful and honest with yourself and put what's important in your life right now. And so you can look at it, reflect on it and do something about it. So you're not going down the same darn road that you've been going down for X, Y, Z number of days, months, years. Right. And for those of you who, who didn't catch last week's comment on the podcast Mm -hmm. episode 111 there you guys got to go back and look at this comment i mean the guy writes and i forget his name off top of my head right now two years without sex that's all i'm gonna say so you guys got to go back read that and even listen to the episode again if you haven't or listen to it for the first time and with that let's get into this episode baby doll okay i was just looking up his name okay it's joseph Joseph, there we go. Thank you, Joseph, for that awesome comment. Thank you very much. So I don't know how many of you are familiar with Rob Bell or his company, Numa. Um, Rob has done a series. I think he's up to like 24 different videos. Yeah, over the years. I mean. Right now. And he takes a really unique approach to presenting biblical principles. Um, Mm -hmm. His videos are very... Um, artistic, Mm -hmm. I guess is a good word, you know, in in some respects abstract, but it's typically a conversation um, in a, in a particular setting where he's discussing some issue with you as the audience. He's having a conversation with you and and presenting these principles. And so Rob has one um, called flame and this whole um, DVD talks about the three different types of love Mm-hmm. that are presented in the Bible and, and he relates them to being flames. And, and you know, one of the ways he, he starts out the, the video is talking about how we as Americans specifically, you know, in the English, using the English language, use the word love for everything from loving tacos to loving our spouse. And in, in a lot of respects and, and we've just, we've diminished the value Mm-hmm. of that word you know because if i say in one breath oh my gosh i absolutely love chocolate and in the next breath you know tony i love you with all my heart it's the same word but obviously i'm talking about vastly different things you know chocolate <laughs> as much as i love chocolate um chocolate does not meet all of my emotional needs like my husband does especially you know when it's you know when I need my husband, you know, chocolate can only do so much. Mm -hmm. Um, but as he's talking through the Bible, 
and specifically in this episode, he's talking about the three different types of love that are mentioned in the Song of Songs. And the Song of Songs is a very important book to Tony and I because that is really studying that book is what brings us here today. Because if we hadn't done the study on Intimacy Ignited, which was all about Song of Songs, mm-hmm. um, I don't know who you'd be listening to today. It wouldn't be us. So, yeah. so it's a very special book to us, but it's, it's God's, God's manual on, on marital love, on, on sexual love within a marriage and how amazing that can be. Right. But it takes these three different types of love, or as Rob Bell says, these three different flames burning together to have what God desires for all of us in our marriages. And so he talks about the three different types of love. There's Raya, which is your, your friendship, your friendship love. It's, it's, you know, when you refer to your spouse as your best friend or your soulmate, I mean that deep, I can tell you anything type of love. Mm-hmm. And for Elisa and I in our relationship, we had a short Raya sort of friendship we didn't know each other for years, months even. I mean, we knew each other for weeks. And there was a strong bond, a strong friendship that we had with each other mm-hmm. very quickly before we moved on. But over the years, I will say that that friendship, that Raya, has grown. It has grown. That flame, as Rob Bell would say, has been a continuous part of our marriage. We can definitely say at this point in time, 15 years into this thing, that we are best of friends. Mm -hmm. We can tell each other everything and anything at any point in time. Which just as an aside, I have to say that that was really kind of an interesting um, notation that he made or description that he made because I think there are a lot of couples that, say that their spouse is their best friend but still because of the masks don't necessarily tell them everything like i i that was that was my reaction as i was watching them like you know Mm -hmm. we often say you know he's my soulmate or she's my best friend but there are still those things that we don't tell so it just just it was one of those things today tonight that popped into my my mind. I mean, I know there are stuff that you don't tell me because you don't want me to be worried about it, whether it's stuff with the business or, or whatnot, or, or stuff that, you know, might be going on with me that I, I don't tell you, mm-hmm. even though you're the first person I turn to, you know, it, there's still that, like, I don't tell you everything type of deal. So just kind of a, I wouldn't say that per se. I think we, we will tell each other. And we do tell each other everything in its time. It may not be at the moment that it's happening at the rawness. I think for ourselves, we, we're working through it mm-hmm. in our own minds and trying to, okay, what is happening here? Okay. And then eventually it will come out that, okay, this is what I'm dealing with. This mm-hmm. is what I'm struggling with. Or it might be, hey, you know what? I've overcome this, but I just want to share what I've been dealing with. Mm-hmm. And... I, I think it's hard to be someone, I think it would be someone who, you know, every single thing that comes to your mind, you're just blurbing it out. Right. It's so raw every single time. I think the, your spouse would just go, okay, uh, enough. Uh, hold back a little bit here. And I'm not saying that it's in a bad way, but I know for myself, there are times when I just need to work through some things 
before I bring them up to you. Just a thought. It was just yeah. a reaction I had watching. No, no, no. And, and, it, and it's totally a valid one because I think there are times in our marriage where, sure, those things would, wouldn't come up at all. Right. And, and I, we I'm would not, tell I'm not, others. Yeah. I'm not talking about the, you know, we're working through it and we're getting to it. I think there are a lot of people that give that give lip service mm. to having that, that raya, that, that soulmate, that, but don't actually carry through with that in their marriages. Yeah. And I, that's, I, yeah. I, we've yeah. seen it. <laughs> that's why I'm bringing it up. Okay. Um, the second type of love that Rob talks about is called ahava. And this is the deep, the deep commitment. This is actually the love of choice mm-hmm. where you are making the choice to be with this person. Right. To, to create, to create that deep bond, that deep commitment that, you know, I know that Tony would do anything in his power for me on any given day. You know, like if I was injured, if I was, you know, if something was happening to me, he would do anything for me because he has made that choice and he has made that so clear to me over the years. Right that he chooses me. He is, he has made that choice above all others. He is, he is so rock solid in our commitment, in his commitment to our marriage that, that we have that deep, that deep commitment, that deep ahava. Right. And that is not something that happens instantaneously. That is something that is developed over, over time and experience. And well, and it goes back to episode 110 where we talked about trust mm-hmm. that's years and years of building trust and by doing that you build a solid foundation and commitment towards one another right now there are times in our marriages though when that commitment gets broken mm-hmm. and the trust or the you know we've lied to our spouse we've turned away from our spouse we've done something that we know we shouldn't have done and that trust is broken that ahava that commitment we've made to each other has been broken but you can always get it back right you can always work back towards it and i can say that because of where elise and i have been in the past and how i've broken the trust in our marital relationship and that commitment i made to her many years ago and so i look at this now and go you know what this commitment this ahava this flame is so important in our marriages and it's why we brought up episode 110 with trusting each other because it is so important for us to be able to have this trust this commitment so that we can open up Mm -hmm. so that we can fully be engage with one another in all forms of our intimacy. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is the, I think this is the one, um, the one aspect of the loves that is probably the most labor intensive, I guess, because it's that whole commitment on, you know, in all aspects of your marriage. I mean, you can have a great friendship, but if you're kind of like, yeah, dancing around the commitment, you know, and lots of people can have sex with their spouse, but it, you know, if, if there's a, a weakening of the commitment, 
you know, you obviously have to have all three, but this is the one that I think, you know, it's the daily, it's the daily choosing to be engaged and involved in your marriage is the ahava. Yeah. It's almost like what we do each and every day when we wake up, we're dying to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's something that Elise and I, well, I did anyways, took a lot out of from the not a fan series. Each and every day we are dying to Christ and starting a new day. Mm-hmm. And in our marriages, it's the same. It's each and every day we're waking up and we're recommitting ourselves to our spouse. Each and every day through the good times and through the bad times, through walking through the valleys while we're and on the high tops of a mountain. You know, it's every day we're recommitting ourselves that we are going to be open and honest and truthful, loving, caring, you know, everything that we need to do to make Ahava work. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't, as many of us know, it just goes by the wayside. And that commitment that we made long ago turns into almost the friendship, the raya in our homes and can go, it's not even called a love, but can turn into roommates because there is no love now in this relationship that we've said that we have. Mm -hmm. And like Elisa says, the commitment every day of coming up to the plate and going, man, I recommit myself to you and do everything I can to honor you in this relationship for me to grow personally and to help you grow. Yeah, it's, it's by far the, the toughest one. And I think the one that many of us struggle with mm-hmm. daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, mm-hmm. you know, we can, we can get into to times when so much is going on that the commitment is on other stuff, sure. uh, things, kids, work that we forget that the commitment we made to each other should come first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the last form of love that he talks about is called dode. And go ahead. The best of all. <laughs> this is the sexual love. And again, I said it the best of all. Yeah. This is what, um, you know, is so amazing about the Bible and about God's word, about how he just, you know, he has this whole, book about sex mm-hmm. you know in song of songs and and how he designed sex to be this amazing flame that burns in our marriages that that you know literally you know shoots off spir- fireworks and and has that spark and when you mix it with the other two when you mix it with the deep commitment and you mix it with the friendship it, it allows you to have those fireworks, to have that amazing sex life. And, you know, going back to the Rob Bell, Rob Bell video, you know, he talked about how when somebody's having an affair, you know, what happens when you only have like one of these flames burning? Well, that that's what happens when you're having an affair. You have this amazing dode, you know, crazy sex, whatever, but you don't have the commitment and you don't have the sacrifice. You don't have these other components Mm-hmm. And so it can't survive. 
you know, the flame will flicker and die because, you know, you don't have, these flames cannot exist by themselves right. in a marital relationship. You know, you need, you need to be the couple that even after 20 years when the kids have up and grown, you've still been working on your dote so that you have the commitment, you have the friendship and you guess what? You're still having sex after 20 years. Kids are out of the house and you're still having sex. You're one of those couples that you're walking down the beach and you're holding hands and people are like, Oh, I want that. Mm -hmm. I want that. We still have a relationship after raising our children and being in that section of our lives. And you know, you, you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. You see those older couples that are still holding hands and look like, you know, they're just meeting for like their first or second date and they're all giddy and everything. And you're like, oh, that's really cute. Mm -hmm. That's right. But it's because they've worked on all three of their flames. They've given attention to their friendship. They do those things together that, you know, allow them to share and, and you know, they work on their recreational intimacy. So they're going out and doing things together. They're cultivating friendships as a couple and they have their own interests, which they bring back to the marriage. I and mean, that's their Raya. And then they, they spend time in deep commitment with one another. They focus their energies on their marriage and, and they put the energy into that so that both partners know, you know what? He or she has got my back no matter what happens, whether we get hit with a cancer diagnosis or something happens to one of the kids or we lose a job. I know that this person is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And then they've got the dough. They've got that sexual intimacy that, that allows them to really deeply connect at a physical level, mm -hmm. which like this week, um, for example, I, I have to share this. So, we've just gotten some news about the house and, and what's going on with that. And it caused me to just have deep stress. And when I have stress, we've shared this on previous episodes. It's been a while since I've talked about it, but um, for whatever reason, when I get really stressed, it affects my skin to the point where I get this like, um, just itches. It just itches. It's like a subsurface. It's mainly itch. on your face, mainly on my face. Usually it's kind of like T zone thing, you know, around the nose and around the chin. And I just, it's like a crazy itch. And then what happens is my face gets raw and then I have flaky dry skin around my face to the point where I don't want to be touched. Right. I, I don't want anyone near my face. Like I don't want to be kissed. I don't want to. <laughs> so, um, okay, this ha this stress situation starts Wednesday night. So let's tell them what happened here. So when we told you guys earlier in the year that we were short selling the house, one of our goals has always been for the last year has been trying to just do a loan modification. And so that's been one of our goals. Haven't been able to get the banks to do it, went through a short sale or going through one anyways, and have been approved lightning quick. I mean, we're talking, this is less than three months. Mm -hmm. The day after we get the approval, we get a letter saying that, oh, we qualify for a loan modification. Or we'd be, we could be considered. considered. For, yeah, we haven't officially qualified. Right, we can be considered. So it, it just adds a lot of, well, what if, we go down this road. Can we keep the place? If we get into a loan mod, that would work for us. Uh, we have changes going on. Uh, I'm looking at a different career transition that's really coming along great right now. So there, we're just in flux. I mean, as many of you know, things like this aren't taken lightly. You, mm -hmm. you don't just sort of go, oh, that's great. I mean, some of you may. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know some pretty laid back people here in SoCal. 
Um, and I consider this to be probably one of the most laid back places <laughs> that I've been to. But for us, it you know it's stressful because we're dealing with this. We're dealing with the the buyers. We're dealing with our agent. We're dealing with you know the banks now and and discussing. So it's just been stressful. It, it's good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're at a place where we're like, wow. At least we got to a loan. We got options. We got to a loan <laughs> mod, which is what we've been looking for for a year. Um, it's just taken a roundabout way to get to it. So like Tony said, we got the approval notice on Wednesday, the loan modification qualification letter on Thursday. Um, Wednesday is the first night of my three nights in the intimacy lifestyle. So of course, you know, Wednesday we're all talking about it and, you know, okay, what does this mean for us? Thursday, I'm making phone calls to kind of figure out what does the loan modification letter mean to us? What are our options there? And and dealing with our agent going, okay, what does this mean? What are we going to do? More conversations. So, you know, in this 24 hour period, my skin just starts to flare, flare up. Um, and then Friday comes and I'm in full blown active <laughs> itch. Um, but Friday's the last night of my, you know, my three days for the intimacy lifestyle. And I have to look at Tony and say, I, I, I just physically cannot touch you. Like, it's just, it hurts. It's uncomfortable. And I, I know it's my days, but I can't do this. And, you know, he took, he took it really well. It was just like, okay, you know, like, cause he knows I've been, you know, when I get stressed, that's where it goes. And so, you know, very understanding. Um, but he rolls over and he's like, here's the thing. <laughs> he's like, having sex with you is my way of being close with you. And that's a way for me to deal with the stress. And, you know, I, I looked at him cause I know, cause we, you know, we've been in another stressful situation. So sometimes he really just needs that dote. He needs that physical connection just to be together. Right. And so I just said, I, you know what? I, I get that. I just, I am so inflamed that I don't even want to put my head down on the pillow because it hurts so much. But I do understand and I appreciate you telling me that this is what you need. So at that point in time, because of the commitment, because of the conversations that we are able to have about our sex life, he was comfortable enough to tell me, hey, I just need you to be aware. I'm a little frustrated. I'm a little fresh. I, like, I, I understand physically it's hard for you, but I just want you to know where I'm coming from. Right. So and, sec- and, and I had two choices there, mind you. I could have laid there and said nothing which is very easy to do, as many of you know. It's easier just to roll over, huff and puff, and go to bed. And don't get me wrong, I was contemplating that. Because I'm like, really do I want to bring this up? But I felt it wise and important for Elisa to know at least where I'm standing. And it wasn't to guilt her into having sex with me, guys. This wasn't to guilt her into having sex. It was letting her know my emotional state that when I get stressed, I need and I want that physical connection with her sexually just so I know that we're in the same spot. Mm -hmm. We're in the same place. We did not have sex Friday night. It was just, I just need to let you know that. And it was cool. I wanted to, I let it go. And then Saturday morning we ended up Elisa woke up a little early and I said, um, you know what? Kids are still asleep. 
I think we can do this right now. And and we did. And you know, all that's to say is that you know, over the last four years, we have invested a lot of energy and time in our marriage to get these flames burning. Yeah, because pretty concurrently, because the first eleven years, not so much. Yeah, and I, and I want to talk about that because you know you could have one burning bright like the dode, you could really have it going on. But if that friendship and that commitment isn't there in your marriage, you know what that feels like. It's empty. You know, it's sure in the moment it's great, but as soon as it's done, you're always wondering if that person's going to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, that can happen in your marriages and it happened in ours too. Sure. We'd have great sex. If you'd call oh, that's it great. Kind of, like, that's yeah, kind think, of a stretch. We had yeah, sex. We had sex. But, you know, that's all it was on. And so for many a years, it, it was just sort of, you know, a flicker of Raya and Ahava and a bonfire of Dode on occasions. And so that can be a, a difficult place to be mm-hmm. you know in your marriage that can be difficult so really look at each of these and consider where you're at in your marriage maybe sit down with your spouse one to ten where are you in each of these you know is a flame or even use it like like rob bell would say you know what the flames when each of these are together working you have this amazing this amazing relationship, mm-hmm. you know? So look at it as a flame. Is it, a, is it flickering, you know, or is it, is it burning bright or is it somewhere in the middle? And, you know, keep in mind that in different seasons of your marriage, you will have those fluctuations. I mean, you know, you're hearing Tony and I talk about the fact that, you know, we don't fire on all cylinders or have a bonfire going all the time. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you this, because we have worked on our ahava, because we've worked on that deep commitment, because we've gotten to a point where we can share, you know what, I'm not liking the way things are going right now. Mm-hmm. A- and we do that without, without the worry or the fear that the other person is going to jump down our throat and get on the defensive. And you know, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, I just wanted to say I'd like to you know, fill in the blank. It allows us if, you know, if a flame starts to flicker to say, Hey, hold on. This isn't where we want to be. Because I can tell you four years ago when we, you know, started intimacy ignited, that was probably the craziest experiment we'd ever done in our marriage. Deciding to do the 60 days of sex. And, you know, that was at a point where, you know, I'm not really sure the flames were even flickering. (laughs) It was really kind of like little, you know, we'd see little sparks here and there. But when we suddenly made intimacy a priority in our marriage, and I'm not just talking about the dote, I'm not talking strictly about the physical intimacy. Yes, it was a huge component of the 60 days of sex. Hello, where'd the name come from? But again, you know, what we share with you guys, and as we're leading into the seven days of sex challenge here coming up in May, when you make intimacy a priority, 
And maybe you do start with the physical intimacy. When, it, when intimacy itself becomes a priority, that strengthens everything in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, what I tell people and what I've shared at retreats and different speaking engagements is you cannot have sex with your husband every day if you are mad about the way he took the garbage out or didn't hang up his clothes or didn't do this or that. Maybe one day you can do it when you're angry, but you can't do it for seven days straight angry. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you can't have the focus on intimacy and not be working on your conversations, not be working on the friendship and the commitment. These things all go hand in hand. So if you start working on one, be prepared for the wonderful reaction that it affects all aspects of your marriage. Mm-hmm. But what it takes is you investing the energy, you know, for a flame to burn bright, it's got to have fuel, right? It's got to have some source of energy. And that is you and your spouse. Right. And you know, we give resources all the time. Obviously I'm going to link up to flame this, this DVD you can pick up the book we talked about last week, intimacy and and desire fantastic book folks if you haven't picked it up pick it up and please do know that the links i share are on amazon we get an affiliate commission it just helps us run the ministry here and and keep it going um but a lot of it has to be committing to something for a period of time i think that's the biggest thing that i can say that elisa and i have done over the years we find something, we commit ourselves to it for a period of time, we see the progress, we see the growth, and then we move forward. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in those, those times when we're in the valleys, those are some of the toughest times to pick something up and go, okay, we need to do this, or we need to look at and analyze and figure out why we're having these issues right now. And so... There are many resources out there, depending on where you are in your marriage. We have some here on the site. If you need, if you're in a quandary and you're not too sure where to go, email us. Mm -hmm. We have friends all over this country that can possibly help you. And we're more than happy to lead you to them because we're not experts in everything. And we know that. And our goal is to continuously help you guys have extraordinary marriages mm-hmm. so that you can have the ahava, you can have the raya, you can have the dode in your marriage. And all of these are burning strongly so you can just have this wonderful and amazing relationship where even through those tough times, you're still smiling. And yeah, you may say it's been a tough day to somebody who asks, but you'll go, you know what? I love my husband. Mm-hmm. I love my wife. I wouldn't want it any other way. That's a good place to be because I know I've been there. I've had tough times and tough days and I'll tell my buddies, but you know what? I'm glad I'm walking this life with Elisa because I wouldn't want it any other way. Got Jesus on one side and Elisa on the other. It's pretty darn good. I'm blessed. I'm loved. And I know I can just keep on moving forward. See, he always catches me off guard when he does this whole like, you know, I love you thing on the air because I'm like, oh, I just I'm sitting back here listening. I don't necessarily have anything to say. after. 
and that that, and that will end our podcast there you go all right you guys we hope we inspired you educated you entertained you tonight and inspired most of all to inspire you to make your marriage the best that it can be every day and let's only look at the day we have not 20 years down in the future because we don't know what it's going to bring Let's look at today and let's make it the best we can do today. Make the difference we can make today. Contact us. We want to hear from you. We want to know what's happening in your lives, guys. We want to know if we're making an impact in your lives. 858-876-668. Gosh, darn it. 858-876-5663. There we go. Ask Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com or... Ask Elisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And don't forget, you can now get our book stripped down on Kindle. So pick it up, enjoy it, share it. We even allow you to lend it to friends for, I think it's 14 days. We want you to. We want you to share it with all your friends, your family, impact their lives. All right? You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We love you. <laughs>